Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. You can listen to the NFL Sunday show with Westy and John Michaels every Sunday at 10, leading you into Falcons football at 1 o'clock. This week, Carolina is in town, 1 o'clock kickoff for that game. And the man who covers the Falcons for ESPN.com is from the Perch Podcast, is also with the Podcast Park or wherever you can get your podcast. Michael Rothstein joining us right now on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. Michael, how you doing? Long time, no talk. Yeah, I know. Thanks for it's great to be back. And by the way, the uh, the fortunate son bump back in music, maybe definitely think of maybe that was themed considering the Falcons are probably fortunate to be in the division they're in at the moment. Yeah, very fortunate, especially when you see Tampa lose again. It, it seems to be Michael the NFC South, the division that nobody wants to win. Yeah, it's it's wild, right? Like who who would have thought in August that two things? One, right that the Falcons would be not bad, but kind of just right in the middle of the pack in the NFL. I don't think many people would have thought that. And two, that in a division where you have Tom Brady, where you have a pretty darn good Saints roster from top to bottom, except apparently at the quarterback position, that the Atlanta Falcons going into week eight would be right now in sole possession of first place at a sterling three and four record would not have thought that at the beginning of the year, but, Hey, here we are, and it's frankly a division that I think they can win. Yeah, I mean, especially if Tom Brady continues to uh, falter, although a lot of people are going to say now that the divorce is final, he is going to be free as a bird. We uh, we shall see. Oh, yeah, I, you know, I mean, listen, I, I that, that's such a tough deal. Like, that's a real-life situation, right? Like, people are I, – I hope people understand that, too. Like, I, I really do. Like, this is real life, what Tom Brady's going through, like – Football at the end is a game, and you hear almost every coach and player say that, right? Like, and when you talk to them, and like what Tom Brady's going through right now is is real life stuff, and uh, you know that to me, I think should take precedent. Like, you just hope he he can deal with all of that. Like, sure, he's got a ton of money and, and all this fame, but like that's still no doubt incredibly difficult to deal with. Uh, last week was the wrong opponent for a couple of reasons. It was the wrong opponent, and then the Falcons just had DBs dropping like flies over an eight day period. I don't know if there's a right, right opponent for the Falcons, but this smells like it's the right opponent for the Falcons this week in Carolina. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, There's no question about that. And I think you can look at the schedule going forward. And other than next week when they play the Chargers with Justin Herbert and all of those really talented bad opponent. players. That's a bad opponent. Very, I'm yeah, on the record. I am opponent. on the record. Ra- I am allowed to look a week ahead because <laughs> they, I'm not in the Falcons you organization. You will, Domino. That's a bad opponent. <laughs> yeah, oh, Domino, that's a terrible opponent. It's, it's somewhat similar to Cincinnati, right? And don't know if A.J. Terrell will be back next week or not. He did not practice at all this week. Have to believe that he will not be available on Sunday. I imagine that that will probably come out in not – not too long from now because they're about to wrap up practice in 10 to 15 minutes here. And I imagine Arthur Smith will rule out AJ point would be honestly shocked. Uh, I would even go beyond shocked if he played this week. Can't see them doing that. 
the question to me is whether a he would be ready for next week and b even if he is sort of ready for next week do you risk it because you're coming back again on a short week the next week against as you said to me no a potentially good opponent in terms of if your secondary is beat up in the Carolina Panthers. I, I will say, though, I don't so, want to get into the dangerous notion of a guy plays or doesn't play because of the opponent. I know what you're talking about, right. but I also don't want the guy to be sort of labeled as a Jake if he doesn't know the difference between pain and injury and he can't back, get back on the field when it looks like he might be able to get back on the field. I understand your point, but i got to get guys in the field because that's how the game is played. Oh, sure, but you also, I mean, and you see NFL coaches and players talk about this all the time. When you're dealing with a short week, I mean, guys are beat up after games anyway. You need to be smart when you're planning ahead with that because that's the thing. Even if AJ is, let's say, 75% next week, and I don't know whether that will be the case or not, but let's just for argument's sake say that. Well, you put him out there and he tweaks something, then he's absolutely out for next week. And, you know, you, you, so you need to be kind of cautious. And one thing I would say the Falcons have been all year, guys, is cautious when it comes to injury. Kyle Pitts, remember, he was dealing with a hamstring injury. What did they do? They sat him. They sat him, you know, a meal, kind of it was pretty clear that that was going to happen throughout the week. Drake London, when he gets hurt in the preseason, well, you know, they just basically sit him and, and let him get healthy. They've been Cordero Patterson. Yes, he had a procedure on his knee. But they put him on IR, and look, he's been running, and he's eligible to come off injured reserve next week. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle that, too. But in terms of the secondary, yeah, it's it's going to be rough going because Jalen Hawkins, the safety, he was ruled out Monday. He's still in concussion protocol. I've not seen him at practice at all this week. He has been around the locker room, which so that's a pretty good sign. But it seems like they, again, being cautious, were saying, you know what, make sure you're fully good to go, and we'll see if he's back at practice because there's obviously steps that have to happen there. We haven't even seen him on the practice field yet to start those steps in terms of return to play. I know you only have a couple of seconds. Nick and I were talking about the Desmond Ritter and what's sort of being alluded to not being ready. Yeah, I talked about what Dave Ragone had to say was it yesterday or a yeah. couple of days ago. It just, if you read between the lines, he pretty much told everybody he's just not ready yet. Do you agree? Uh, I, I think it's a little bit of that. I think it's a little bit of patience. Listen, here, here's the truth, guys. They were never going to play Desmond Ritter unless he was head and shoulders above Marcus Mariota the first eight weeks of the season, seven weeks of the season, because look at the defenses that they were facing week in, week out. That's a tough matchup for most quarterbacks in the league when you look at those that defensive schedule, let alone a rookie, let alone a rookie server. Like, that was part of this. They don't want to rush Desmond Ritter in there just to rush him in there. And I understand the fascination with, you know, he's the new guy. He, he's the backup quarterback and the backup quarterback almost universally loves in whatever city you're in. But I, I took what Dave Ragone said as they want to make sure that whenever they play him, he is put in a position to succeed and to be helpful to the team. And right now, why would you put Desmond Ritter in? Like, let's be honest about this. Right? Like, they're, they're three and four, sure. But they're in first place in the NFC South. Why would you make a starting quarterback move with a guy that you don't know if, they're, if he's going to be good or not in that type of situation? You just don't know. And Marcus Mariota, I know, listen, there have been some mistakes, and I know they're not throwing the ball a ton, but he's done what they need. He's run the ball well. He's run the offense well. 
and he's giving them what they are hoping for right now. And listen, do we see Desmond Ritter this year? Maybe, but I think very much it could depend on where this team is. Because if they're trending towards a playoff spot, why would you bench the quarterback that is sending you potentially towards that playoff spot for a guy who has never played a regular season NFL snap before? This isn't Indianapolis, guys, where Matt Ryan gets benched because they're trying to figure out a way to save their season. Like, that's not what's happening here. They're very much in this thing right now, and they don't need to save their season. They need to continue what they're doing because right now it's heading toward a potential playoff berth. And it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. The question is, how do you get Drake London and Kyle Pitts involved more? Do you think we'll see some of that early in this game? I think we will. I I do because uh, you just, you look at Carolina's defense and the way it's structured. And Arthur Smith has said over and over and over and over again, that they're going to do what they need to do to win games. And Carolina is pretty good against the run, not as good against the pass. And I've just been waiting for them to really take advantage of play action because teams are just going to so load boxes against them with the run that they're all of a sudden they just kind of play action, play action, play action. And I just keep waiting for that week to happen. And I do wonder if this week will be that week. But again, part of why they've been successful is they've been able to shorten games and give opponents fewer possessions. Okay. But that, that, because can of, I just do this though? Yeah. We do sure. know that there are certain opponents in college. What do I want to work on? And it's a little bit more in those mismatches. The NFL is not mismatches, but I do think we, sure. this is me and see if you agree. I think we need to decree if both guys get three and four targets this week, stop talking about it. Like, just stop talking about it. Because if this isn't a week where you go after and try to show physical mismatch, that's why we drafted Kyle Pitts. Physical mismatch, that's why we drafted Drake London. I think then we can say half a football season in, stop asking for these guys to get more looks. I, yes, I listen. I, I've, more, I've more or less stopped asking that question as well. Although I will say, at least in Kyle Pitts' case, I think it's a misnomer because what happens is, when there's a penalty on a play, that target is erased. So Kyle Pitts, he draws a defensive holding in the end zone. That doesn't count as a target. So he actually was targeted seven times last week. And he's been targeted a couple other times where those numbers have actually been kind of six or seven, but they've been wiped out for one reason or another because of a penalty. So sometimes when you're reading targets, it's not always what you're totally seeing and you know, and you're going based off of those numbers. But that said, I mean, I completely agree with you. If it's another three, four target game on both of those guys, it's clear what they're doing offensively. And you just kind of say, okay. And you kind of, all right, this is what their offense is. And until they show you different, this is what they're going to be. And I, the one thing I'm really interested in guys is, and Arthur Smith alluded to it. I don't think a lot of people caught it a few weeks ago because I'd asked him about Cordero Patterson and when he was out, how that changes the offense. And one of the things he said is that ideally with Cordero, they're moving them all over the place. And that makes it impossible for teams to really know what personnel packages they're in. And I do wonder when he comes back, if that ends up being the key to unlocking some of this, because all of a sudden, if you have Cordero Patterson in three spots on three different plays, that creates so many mismatches for you where I think early on in the season, because Tyler Algier was a rookie and getting up to speed. Caleb Huntley was on the practice squad still. Damian Williams gets hurt. That that 
made Patterson more of a running back than maybe they were initially planning on having him where like more like last year where you kind of saw him a little bit everywhere. And I do wonder if that ends up being kind of a turnkey for them this year to kind of get a little bit more of the passing game going, but we're going to be waiting and seeing on that. Last thing. Do you know what question will piss off Arthur Smith? If you feel you have to ask it, that's a game. I played this game in my head. When I used to go to these post-game press conferences every week, I know which one's going to piss them off. I did it going back to June Jones and maybe even before that. Do you know which one will? Yeah, I do. I, I think I do. I really do. And I think we hit on it at some point here in this conversation. Uh, and I think it, it has to do with the quarterback. I mean, I really do think that not that he'll get angry, you know, or pissed off, but I think it would definitely irk him. I, I, because I kind of asked about Ritter last week and I asked it in the context of when you guys are down three possessions, is there a thought of bringing him in just to get him some snaps, some experience? Oh, was that thought? the, you, you yeah, can watch him hand it off. Yeah. And yeah. 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 yeah you, no, that's I, I, pissed I off. Yeah. Well, let me explain. That's pissed off. That, that, that's not, <laughs> <laughs> that's pissed yeah, off. No, I, I, that's I, I, a, listen, it was a fair yeah, question to yeah. ask. Oh yeah. Well, because the cop, because, also, he showed he, he has shown in the past he's done that. Remember last year against the Patriots late, against the Cowboys late, we saw Josh Rosen come in and Felipe Franks come in at quarterback to get them some reps and some experience. So that's where I was going with it. And I, I think he took it a little bit as initially as like, I'm saying, why not pull Marcus because he was playing well? No, that wasn't the thought whatsoever. It's just like, you're not coming back in this one. And that, I do think, you know, and he said they would have put him in had it sounds like they got the ball down like they were that late. Uh, but, yes, I think right now, anytime you ask about Desmond Ritter in the context of when is he going to play, Kaboom! that is like, yeah, that is, that is like one of those, like, right. you know, like, we, you know, in cartoons, that red button, like yeah. that's the one you press. Yeah, the Acme rocket now goes off. Um, <laughs> did you ever say they were going to be the 45th best team in the NFL? Is that one on you as well? No, that one, not on me. Okay. Uh, I No, that that is not on me. That was, I think, definitely a national media, okay. like, in terms of national pundit. Yeah. And I, I, I do, I would love to know who, like, the 35th best team in the NFL is, though, considering there's only 32. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious if that's Georgia or if that's Alabama or that. if that's, you know, I, I would love to. Well, so I did try to go back to the – the week one press conference in terms of expectations a couple of weeks ago. And he shut that Arthur Smith shut that down super quick. He was just like, Nope, not going to be into that. And I was like, no, I'm not trying to beat you into anything. And I really wasn't. It was more, Hey, like have expectations changed from this? Hey, you know, writing, writing us off right obituary week one. Press you do conference. know, you do know what he wanted to say. Hey, writer oh, yeah. boy. Hey, writer boy. Don't try. Like, or TV boy or radio boy. Whoever yeah, it was whoever that was, was asking the question. Yeah. I, I think you can add YouTube to that these days, yeah. too. I'm kind of doing everything. And, and but, the clouds uh, yeah, and the bots. He, he, he would, yes. I mean, some bots, they're very strong mm. and active sure. in my brain, apparently. <laughs> uh, like, it's, it's an interesting it's an interesting uh, situation when he does press conferences. Uh, I, I actually quite enjoy it because he has a very sly, sarcastic sense of humor that I think a lot of people miss. But if you really are paying attention and have that kind of thought process, it can be really entertaining sometimes. But it's clearly a chess match in a game. And I, 
I really appreciate that versus maybe some other coaches I've covered where it hasn't been that at all. And it just kind of, you're clearly not getting anything. If you listen hard enough and you kind of can read between lines, he's actually telling you way more than you realize. All right. Keep up the good work. The, uh, from the perch podcast, covering the Falcons for ESPN.com. Michael Rothstein, always appreciate the time. We'll talk soon. Anytime y'all have a good weekend. You do the same. Mike Rothstein, of course, uh, like we said, at the podcast park or wherever you want to get your podcast, the From the Perch podcast covering Falcons football. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.